Hey there. How's everybody this morning? Good. How are you? How are you, Luca? Looking good, brother? You doing okay? Coming in a little hot. Sorry. Too much. Too much. Okay. Um, everyone's, everyone's good? Did, did, who got to go to the Gold Rush Vinyl opening party last night? Nice. We did too. We were just late. Like we always are. I think we were probably looking for shoes or something. Um, me and Lily, not our sons. They were totally put together. No, it was fun. Um, it was really exciting to see. Uh, I think it's exciting for us when we, because um, I know we know this about each other. But like, I, I know a lot of you here, and I know a lot of you outside of here, you know, in, in your other life or whatever, you know, in your, in your day-to-day. But I don't get to always see everyone's people all the time, you know? And just so to see Karen have so many more people that support and love and care for her and have like been a part of her journey along this way than just us was really encouraging to me. And it was it was really cool. Lily and I were, were talking about it later, just the, the sheer just volume of people who wanted to say, We support you. We're excited to be here. We're excited for your company. We're excited for this to explode and do well and to kind of fulfill this part of you. It was really cool. I liked it. That was nice. Um, but let's do this. Let's turn to Acts 9. We're, we're getting back into Acts. We're three weeks in now, getting back in after Lent. Um, Drew did a great job yesterday. Uh, let's someone recap real quick from yesterday. Not yesterday. Last Sunday. Sorry. Sorry, it wasn't yesterday. You did fine too yesterday, I'm sure. Whatever you chose to do, I'm sure it was successful. So last Sunday, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, last Sunday, kind of give a, a brief recap if we can. Anybody? And people will help you. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, good on that. (laughs) So if you weren't here... Yeah, yeah. Do the voice, I guess. Let's do this. I don't don't condone this, but go ahead. No, I'm playing. So recap from last week. No, don't do that again. Yeah, just go to (laughs) children. I'm just playing. It was really cool. So the end of, or the middle of chapter 9, because we're going to do the end of chapter 9 this week. What was the middle of chapter 9? After after Saul is blinded, what happens after that? From blindness to baptism? Ish, yeah. Which, from blindness to baptism would be a good name of that episode, I suppose. Say on my next hip-hop album. (laughs) Your next hip-hop album. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyone, though, want to recap for real? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Uh, he, he's on his way with... So, can I throw this out there? Uh-huh. Like, how, how does... How did the Jerusalem, like, high society religious folks have murderous jurisdiction in Damascus? That's a good point. Is Anyone? That like complicit? Is that because they're, like, complicit with the Roman government? Or the Roman government just doesn't care that high society religious Jews are... Sending kill orders for people that aren't even in the They're sending prison orders first. Okay. But, yes, they're going to kill them. Extra, but but why is that okay? Anyone know this answer? Yeah. How does it or have a thought on it? I don't know, but I would think that since Jerusalem is kind of at the center for Judaism, they kind of have jurisdiction over anyone who would follow. It'd be kind <clears> of like, um, perhaps... Extradition? Well, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know that how they have jurisdiction over there, but I would think that everyone would submit to the authority there. Maybe kind of like the Pope or whatever. So 
Okay? That's reasonable. Anyone else? It's, it's ish. That's kind of it. Anyone else? Okay, so when a Roman, okay, going back historically, um, one of the reasons why Roman culture was so successful, what were some things that were successful about why, if Rome could be as big as it was and successful as it was for as long as it was, what were some of those reasons? It just kind of let different regions rule themselves. Yes, exactly. Yes. They would, they would have certain submittance to Rome, but they would allow this culture to have its own culture, right? You would just, they would kind of come in, conquer, and then set up a government, let them set up a government within themselves that would help run itself, right? That's kind of part of what made them so successful so long and what made the empire so vast and it didn't war against each other constantly is because Rome would come and conquer you, and yes, the 50 years after they conquered you, it was awful and terrible because they killed everyone, or even if you tried to be at peace with them. But then they would let you set up and have your own culture still. Yes, you would have to pay taxes to Caesar. Yes, you may have to bow to Caesar. But Caesar was thousands and thousands of miles away. It's not like you had to go to Rome and pay tribute there. You could just live your life as you did with your people with just this Lord over you, right? Same with, same with Jerusalem. And we forget Jerusalem isn't the only... Jerusalem's not the country, right? It's a city, in the land of Judaism, okay? So those people, it was a religious type of government, and so the Pharisees, Sadducees, the, the high priests, those people were in charge of everyone. It was, that's why the Pharisees and Sadducees warred against each other so much. So it was like two different political parties, if you will, but soaked in religion, okay? So they would be able to go and get people that have, that, um, were challenging Judaism and following the way and disrupting their order, disrupting their way of taxing, disrupting their way of rule, and be able to put them in prison because that was their laws. Their laws were religious laws. And if you didn't treat the temple well, they could throw you out of it, just throwing you out of culture, those kind of things. And in this situation, they've already killed one, Jesus, and the Romans let them do that, right? Completely gave them over, gave Jesus over to do that so there wouldn't be a riot, there would be peace. Remember? Pilate says, have your way, have Jesus, because he was afraid of a riot, because he didn't want to get in trouble from his superiors of having, you know, riots and, and no peace in his, um, whatchamacallit? What's the word, the Roman word for that? Prefect. Prefect. So that's, that's kind of the very background of that. That's why they could do that. Okay, so then they're going to do that. Paul is the one going to do that. He's very zealous for that. Breathing murderous threats, Remember? On the way, he gets blinded. Jesus tells him, why are you persecuting me? He says, who? <laughs> he says, me. It's me you are persecuting. He doesn't eat or drink for three days. Who comes to him to pray for him? You remember? Ananias. Ananias. Was he glad to do that? Excited to do that? No. Scared to do that, right? Agreed. Scared to do that. This guy, has he's come with warrants for arrests for people like Ananias. And then... God tells Ananias, Holy Spirit tells Ananias, go see him and pray for him. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to pray for him. Number one, he's killing people. Number two, I'm scared to. Does it anyway. Scales fall from his eyes, Saul's eyes. And he begins to teach, correct? Okay. Is that, is that fine? Anyone have anything else to add on that? Okay, perfect. Any other questions on that? 
Okay, let's keep rolling. Um, so then let's, let's pick up in verse 20. And immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is this not the man who made havoc in Jerusalem and of those who called upon his name? And has he not come here for that purpose, to bring us bound before the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. Okay, I want to stop right here for a quick, quick phrase. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but I want to know what y'all think about this. Is it interesting to anyone that he says, but Saul increased in more strength? Increased in strength, confounding the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving Jesus was the Christ. What does that mean? What are they trying to say here? What would Luke be attempting to say if Luke's the writer here? He increased all the more in strength. What does that mean? He probably wasn't working out. Make intense. Make intense. Sounds like became more persuasive. More what? Persuasive. Okay. What else could that mean? I agree. Confidence. Okay. Probably so. His following was bigger, thus giving him maybe more authority, you know, more strength in what he would say. So if someone comes by themselves and they start talking about this new thing or trying to convince you of something, that's fine. If this person comes and they have a following, it's a little different, right? <coughs> what else? What's the, like, word? Strength? It, it just is strength, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't specify... Um, Physical or anything else. It's like a vague strength. Could it also be like his actual power with his government? Or like his ability to... Yeah, it could be. And, and that's what we're kind of seeing this way. So strength could kind of encompass a lot of things. Possibly, and I wanted to know what y'all thought about this. My, my question is always, is that strength of like authority in the Holy Spirit even? Like is that growth... In the Holy Spirit, or is that something the Holy Spirit gives it all of the Holy Spirit itself at once, so you can't stronger in that? I don't know. That's just I just wanted to ask you all and see what you thought. But moving on, we'll go. We'll come back to that another time. Um, when many days had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him, and their plot became known to Saul. They were watching the gates day and night in order to kill him. But his disciples took him by night and led him down the window, or led him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. And when he came to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples, and they were afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. So after many days had passed, um, a lot of writers will say less than a year he was in Damascus. So not years had passed, but many days, months had passed, and it, it, the tables kind of turn on Saul, and he comes with orders to take people away and to arrest followers of the way. And then the Jews in Damascus decide we're going to plot to kill Saul. We don't like now how he's preaching the way we're going to kill him. And then how does he leave? Through a basket. Through a basket. Out of an opening of the wall of the city. What's, what's the thought on that? It is similar to that, yeah. yeah. Put a, a baby in the basket and float him down the river. Saul gets... Put in a, probably a bigger basket, <laughs> and then and then lowered through the wall, right? Yeah, it, it does sound like that. What else? 
It's not. Not at all. Not very dignified either to be lowered in a basket when you um, just went from having authority from the ruling body of your culture. You are it. You are the one they send with hopes to crush this way. You have the authority. You have the power. You are the one in charge. Not too many more days after that, you are lowered in a basket because they have turned on you as well. Right? What else? So there's, there's some writers that, that are fixated on this, this him being lowered in this basket out of the city. And, they, and we, don't have, we don't have a lot of knowledge, even from his other writings. He doesn't go back to this. He doesn't go back to the story. He doesn't tell the story ever. Um, and, and people think it's because it's so undignified a way to leave. It's such a humble thing that they're waiting for him at the city. And the disciples saw himself whatever, chose not to get arrested or chose not to be martyred there, right? It's kind of this idea of, I'm not going to be taken into their hands today. I need out of here. How am I getting out of here? The best idea they could come up with is lowering him in a basket out of a hole in the wall, okay? So again, this very undignified thing. And they think that's why he never talks about it again. That it's just not shameful, but it's, it's not something you'd want to talk about. But thinking too, and I think Acts is... is doing this job of paralleling the life of Jesus, right? The, Holy, the life of the Holy Spirit, the life of the church, the acts of his people are often compared with the acts of Jesus. There was a time when Jesus allows himself to be taken, right? They're in the garden. People come. Peter tries to slice someone's face off, apparently, and gets their ear, just misses, right? And he says, no, 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 put the sword away. They're going to take me now, right? And goes knowing I'm giving myself up to be killed. Saul, later when his name is changed to Paul, has similar, has similar things happen, right? He gets taken into custody, allows himself to be taken there, and goes, and is ultimately goes to die, right? But there's also a time when that's, it's not time for that yet. Jesus, remember? Jesus, the, the people try to kill him, this mob does. And how does the Bible describe him getting away? Do you remember this story? Yeah, he, he leaves through the crowd. <laughs> what? He's just like, I don't know. That sounds, that's the most Jedi thing to me that <laughs> happens. And I don't even, I'm not even a Star Wars guy. I talk, knows this. If I was a Star Wars guy, I'm not. But that's like the, the silliest way to, the, it's just like, you are not going to take me. And just walk, I mean, how does that, I don't know how that even happens. But he just leaves, right? Jesus says, not today. You're not going to push me off the cliff, which they're trying to do, and then stone him. He just goes, right? Here, it's time for a similar thing. It's not time yet. It is time for him to get away. Time for him to live. Time for him to go to Jerusalem and start changing the world in that way. And that is a very interesting and tricky thing. I, I remember in college, we had friends that got um, arrested giving literature out in China, giving Christian literature out in China. And I remember it being like this, this like, they were, and I'm not saying they shouldn't, people shouldn't be honored for suffering or for, you know, especially martyrdom and things, of course we should celebrate. But it was like this great and amazing thing that they were caught, which was very, very weird for us as 21-year-olds to be like, oh, that's amazing. That would be, 
You know, that it, it almost felt like it was more special and more exciting and more adventurous because they were caught doing something instead of getting to continue to do it. Because then they couldn't stay in China. They got to leave. None of them can go back ever. They don't have, you know, there's marks on their passports for their entire life. None of them can go. They couldn't go to the Olympics. You know, they couldn't go do those things. <laughs> so you, you're, it wasn't actually that great a thing. Right? They don't get to continue what they're doing. But that's an interesting debate to have, too. But it seems here it's time for Saul to get out of the city. And does it seem wrong for him to get out? Doesn't it seem wrong for him to escape? He gets lowered in a basket. Okay? It goes on, and when he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples, and they were afraid of him. They didn't believe he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him, brought him to the disciples, and declared to them how on the road he had seen the Lord, who spoke to him, and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. So he went in and out among them at Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. And he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists, but they were also seeking to kill him. And when the brothers learned this, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. So the church throughout all Judea and in Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. So again, Paul, Saul, still at this time, seeks to come and like go to the church in Jerusalem. But what is the last story we have of him in the church in Jerusalem? Yeah, he held their coats, gave like the ultimate approval. Here, let me hold your coat so you can continue this with more freedom. Let me hold your coat so you can do this in a more dignified way. You don't have your coat on. Let me, let me hold your clothes so you can kill this person. That sounds great. I approve of this. What else? What else was he doing? Do we remember? He's arresting people? Going and having people arrested? Do you think those people were out of jail yet when he goes back to greet the church that he was arresting people out of? Probably not. Do you think Stephen's wife and family might still be around? Jerusalem, if he has one? Probably. Maybe. He goes back to this place, and we, we can't let the distance of the story kind of numb us to this. That's, that's really like someone coming here, arresting the Boitmans, or just Brian, putting him in prison somewhere in solitary, far away from here, to where Aisha and Lucia don't even know how he's doing. His parents don't know, whatever else. Another one of us is arrested and killed in the night. Another one of us, someone allows and like leads the charge in killing one of us, our people, and then the person doing all that wants to show up here on Sunday and, and spend time and lead, lead in the prayer, the welcome, right? That's crazy. No, we're not going to like that. That is not going to be exciting for me. If someone put Lily in prison falsely and won't allow me to know how she is or our sons to know how she is, I'm, I'm going to be a little slow to welcome them with open arms and invite them to dudes and brews. That's not the way it goes. It's just not. And we can act like, oh, good for that church. That is just more than good for that church, okay? That is different. 
Of course they won't let him know where they're meeting. They're afraid too. Afraid of him. And for what he's done. And because of who he is. And what happens? Who steps in? Barnabas. And what does he do? Barnabas vouches for this killer of his friends, for this persecutor of the way, for this person who really could, if he's being sneaky enough, find out the apostles and get all of them put in prison, find out where they are, and find all of them and have them all killed. But he vouches for him and says, no, no, listen, there has been a change, right? Vouches for the change. There's been a change in this person. When he was on the road, this happened. He kind of tells the story, right? He finds out about it and tells the story. Do you think that was an easy thing for Barnabas? What do we think about this? Do you think that made him popular with the church, his people? Do you think that made him popular with the wives of the men that were in prison right then? Probably not. I wonder how those discussions went, really. Because, again, if that happened, someone had requested to Todd. Okay, let's do that. Someone requests to Todd, hey, I know I've been causing so much. Can I please come to church with y'all on Sunday? I would like to lead the welcome, the opening prayer and welcome, and I'd like to say something during communion at the end. Is that okay? And then Todd comes to us, tells us that he's gotten that email, and then tries to vouch and convince us to let that happen. Convince me when Lily is in prison and my sons don't have their mother, and convince me that, no, I should welcome him and hug him and let him do that. Really? I mean, that... Again, we, we can't forget that these are people, real people, with, with all the way, yes, the Holy Spirit is just dwelling in them, doing beautiful things. They are also people that are very capable of normal people things. And Barnabas vouches for him and says, no, no, let him be there. And so what happens is they do. Barnabas apparently is powerful enough and kind and good enough, has paused long enough, he's contemplative enough to where they trust him. And they say, okay. And we don't know how that first one was, that first meeting. We don't know how that went. We don't know if it was, everyone was super welcome, everyone hugged him, everyone was kind. Oh, all's forgotten. Who knows? But they let him. And here's, here's what we miss about this part of the story is yes, Saul needed God's forgiveness, right? Saul needed Jesus to come on the road to blind him and then allow him to stay alive and be baptized and become a follower of the way, right? We would all say, yes, Jesus forgave Saul, correct? (coughs) Right? What also needed to happen for his life in the kingdom of heaven at hand to take off and for him to begin changing the world? He also needed the forgiveness of the church. He needed forgiveness from people to give him that authority. The church had to be the voice and hands and feet of Jesus again. Remember, we just talked about Jesus saying to him, what does he say? It is Jesus who you are persecuting. And he says, or it's me who you're persecuting. He says, who? Who am I persecuting? And he said, me. It is Jesus. Jesus you are persecuting. And again, we talked about how Jesus apparently didn't see a difference between the people of Jesus and Jesus' actual physical body as person, right? 
And then again, we have this story where what does Saul get to do in the name of Jesus if the church does not accept him? Say, yes, he's the one. Yes, go in our help and in our name. Nothing. He doesn't get to do anything. He's not welcomed by other believers. He's not helped by other believers. He's not let down in a basket by other believers. His time is brief. We also are the forgivers like Jesus is. Even at times as Jesus to people. Our forgiveness to other people is not just so we can be made okay. Our forgiveness as the church, as people, to other people, set them free as well. And to withhold that freedom is wrong. And and already here, if they withhold that freedom from Saul... If they say, no, you can't be a part of the Jerusalem church, no way. No, you've done too much, you've harmed too many, you've killed too many women, men, fathers, you've ruined too many children's lives, no, no, pass. I'm glad Jesus did that for you, you can find some other church to be at. I'm glad you're different now, fine by us, but you're not going to get to be with us, and we're not going to endure that every day. We're not going to look in the face of the man who killed Stephen, we're not doing it. If they do that, they don't set him free of that, it's changed. The story's changed. We cannot have such a small view of forgiveness. We cannot think that our just withholding forgiveness to whomever, for whatever, is our choice to just get to do that. Barnabas was contemplative enough and wise enough and, and enough like Jesus' spirit, enough like the kingdom of heaven at hand to say, no, I understand. We need to set this man free. We just set him free for what he's done. We need to forgive. He looked past just making Saul feel better, forgiving him a community, and was looking at what does the kingdom of heaven that's at hand need this person to do among us? How is the kingdom different because I will be the first to forgive? How is the kingdom different if I can convince my people to also forgive? And and we're so interesting, I feel like, and I'm I'm not speaking to any one of us in particular. This is all of us, I feel. So many of us have had uh, tough times at church and tough instances where we feel either we weren't forgiven or we were judged a certain way or we weren't given grace that we needed or that someone did whatever. And yet still we can justify withholding forgiveness to people. And we can justify just that judgment of, no, you don't get to have community with us. You said the wrong thing once. (laughs) haphazardly, you believe too differently. You have this past or background. You're too loud. You're not loud enough. You're too quick to speak. You're not vocal enough, right? When we could set people free, really, we as a church could be Jesus' forgiveness towards people, shown in his body form. 
as his hands and feet. We, when we have conflict with each other, and we do, we do. I know it doesn't seem that we ever would, but alas, we do. And when we have conflict with each other, that we would fight to be the first forgiver, right? That we would fight to get to be the hands and feet of Jesus first, no matter how irritated we are, how frustrated, how something may have cut us really deep, really. But I will say, none of us have allowed and led the charge of the government to arrest us and put us in prison. We have example of that. That forgiveness looked really beautiful. Paul, even later, when his name is changed to Paul, writes about it. Let's look in Colossians 3. We'll close after this. Look in Colossians 3. It's almost as if this instance is being described. We don't know that it is. He doesn't say, this was my experience when I went to Jerusalem the first time. But listen to what he's telling the church in Colossae to be. He says this, starting in verse 10. And having put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of the Creator, here there is no Greek, there's no Jew, no circumcised and uncircumcised, no barbarian, no Senethan, no slave, no free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen people, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if there is anyone who has a complaint against the other, Forgive each other. Forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. This is not someone saying this as an ideal. This is someone saying this who received it from Barnabas, who received it from a church whom he had sought to kill and destroy, and he had put their people, their mothers, their fathers, their cousins, their neighbors in prison. And they offered this to him. I imagine as he wrote this, maybe in his head, he remembers Barnabas vouching for him and the feelings he felt having someone vouch for him to people who had tried to kill. And how beautiful it must have been to write, put on forgiveness. Put on compassion. Forgive as the Lord forgave you because he knew how beautiful forgiveness not only from the Lord but from people could be. From God's people, that forgiveness can also be beautiful. It's not just God's we're after. It's forgiveness with each other. Forgiveness within our community. I think that's what we get to offer each other. And that's what we get to lead in offering the world, our neighbors, the people that, whatever, your enemies. That's what we get to offer. That's the beauty that he experienced right off the bat after being lowered in a basket and gotten out of one city goes to the next and receives this. And so what I want us to do, let's stand together. I'm going to pray, and after I pray, Holly's going to come and lead communion. But I just want you first to spend some time praying about the beauty of forgiveness given to you by people. Not just God's forgiveness, which of course is the most beautiful, the most wonderful but the forgiveness from each other you've gotten to experience. And then where is the forgiveness that you have chosen to withhold? And I want us to ask boldly, to ask the Holy Spirit, where is the forgiveness that I am withholding? Where am I saying, no, I don't want them to be set free? No, 
I don't want to give them the forgiveness as Jesus would in bodily person form. I don't want to give that. And wherever that is, I want us to repent and change our mind, to change our hearts, change our way, and do differently. So God, we are asking you to allow us that fortitude. We ask you to allow us that, that, that power to forgive. That you would allow us the love you had, the love Barnabas had, the love Saul experienced firsthand. That you would allow us the grace of forgiving each other. In Jesus' name.